So, Jack, I want to share something with our audience, and it's not about you, although it, although it is. It is about me. It is about you. So, what? I missed, on my way, on my way here. Should I mic up the other mic? No, 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 you're good, you're good, you're good. I'd know, you've said all I needed you to say. Easy. And got the sound bite you needed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm driving on my way here and I miss a turnoff. Hobby homies, I'm talking to you at this stage. I missed the turnoff to come here to Jack's place. Uh, I don't know why. I think I was just zoned out. I think a Linkin Park song came on and I was like, oh yeah, I'm 15 again. Exactly. Oh, don't take me back there, dude. Don't take me back there. And so I sent a message to Jack. Uh, a voice message because I, I didn't want to like type anything in my car, of course. And I just said, hey, dude, sorry, running late, uh, missed the turn off. And so he sent this beautiful piece of gold back to me and I just want to share it with you guys. Sorry about the audio quality, but it's worth it. You are lost to the highway now, my child. You will find yourself lost. For an eternity, the road will carry you. There will be no escape. No way to get off that dark beast. And when you think you see an exit, it will be tempting. But <laughs> know this, should you take that road. Oh, whoops. <laughs> the, the phone locked. <laughs> Sorry to break immersion. It will only lead to darker places. I wish you luck on your journey. And may your lost soul find some peace. So, I mean, first of all, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Second of all, it was a little bit confusing because you were like, you might be tempted to take that exit. You might be tempted to take that exit. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna. Am I not supposed to? (laughs) The one that says Little River? So, it was a confusing time, but a beautiful time. So, thank you for that little nugget, Jack. That shall be my ringtone from now on. (laughs) So, today's a solo episode of Hobby Homies. Um, It's a Warhammer 40k episode, brought to you by Papa Nurgle's Blessing of COVID-19. Um, during this episode, we will talk a little bit about COVID and how it's affected the hobby. Um, it's obviously affected us because I don't have Shane sitting up across from me. We thought it wouldn't be appropriate. We're literally a meter apart from each other and all we do is spit on each other. So we thought, yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not safe. Probably not viable and probably directly against our prime minister's uh, request, whatever, whatever that was. Um, so we'll talk about COVID. Unfortunately, I know you're sick of hearing about it, but we'll touch on it anyways, cause it's relevant. Um, we'll talk about a local league. I keep saying we, it's just me. I will talk about our local league, uh, called Geelong 40 K. And I will stay. And you will stay here and make sure oh, wow. no one's. I'll keep my distance. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can't actually see you, Jack. That's how far away you are. Yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, that's always the case. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sad, it's sad. It is sad. Sad. But we will press on. We'll yes. be safe. Do what we must. Um, we'll also talk about. I will also talk about 
Shane and me played, Shane and I played our first like ITC 40K game. It was like a practice match. For those of you who don't know, ITC is like a, a format, a more competitive format um, of playing 40K. And we're, we're quite casual. You know, we just throw our armies on the table. Yeah, we try and make it around 1,500 points or 2,000 points or whatever. Yeah, we have the, you know, requirements for a battalion, but we don't really like... We always forget to use our um, stratagems and uh, whatever else there is, psychic powers, relics, all that kind of extra stuff, warlord traits. We normally forget all that kind of stuff. So for this one, we really tried to like, because of this 40K... Geelong 40k league we really tried to have a practice match of a proper game so that when we played actual other opponents we weren't like embarrassing ourselves so we'll talk about like a little battle report on our practice match um before we get into all that we have our april giveaway so if this is your first time listening to hobby homies or if you've forgotten everything i've ever said in the past because it's boring that's fine that's all good um but at the start of every month Every month, we do a giveaway. Um, it varies month to month. I think almost it's all been 40K stuff at the moment, but our new one, which we'll announce on the 1st of April after we've drawn the previous one. Hang on, that's, I've confused myself. Uh, so on the 1st of April, we will draw out a winner for the f- April giveaway, which currently is a box of... Adeptus Mechanicus Caesareans, which can be built as Rust Stalkers or Infiltrators. Jump on the Facebook page or the Discord, um, facebook.com slash hobbyhomies, and you'll see how you enter that. It's just you like the Facebook page and you respond interested to the event, boom, you've entered. There's no catches. There's no little sneaky business. We We pay for shipping. We send it to your door. If you're in quarantine, you don't even have to leave your house. Just wait till the postman leaves. Reach your hand out, grab the goods, bring it back in, and hobby. Um, so that's good because no, nah, I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about that later. So we got an April giveaway that will be announced on the first of April. If you're listening to that to this episode, the weekend of release, there's still time. You've got till Tuesday. Go like our Facebook page. Go respond interested to the April giveaway event, and you're in. So that's all for that. Uh, let's talk about COVID, Papa Nurgle's blessing. Um, so here at Hobby Homies, we think social distancing is important. That's why this is a solo episode. That's why I can't even see Jackie so far away. Jack, where are you? I'm still here. He's here somewhere. I've got no idea where, but he's beyond the curtain of the unknown, of the abyss. Um... So COVID's affected, obviously, our hobby, 40K especially, both negatively and positively. Uh, I think it's important to highlight both for awareness and for happiness. So for those of you who don't know, GW, Games Workshop, has stopped shipping on all their stuff. They're not sending anything to distributors or distribution centers or retailers, and they've closed their stores. So... That there's no hope of you ordering something on a website and receiving something that they don't already have in stock. So stock up. This is the one time I go against our politicians and I say hoarding is okay. 
go out there and buy all the Games Workshop stuff. Um, A, because it's going to help your friendly local gaming store through these rough times where they have to, like, close their doors or reduce their hours or whatever they end up having to do. Um, It'll give them that little boost in sales to sort of help them. Uh, It's also going to give you something to do when everything else is taken from us. Um, So, yeah, they've... GW has closed the doors on us. Uh, Friendly local gaming stores have also had to, like, close their hobby spaces. So if you're familiar with, like, if you're a local person, we've got Guff Geelong, Guff Werribee. We've got a Warhammer store in Geelong. There's a Guff in Ballarat. There's also a Guff in Bendigo. Um, All these places, there's Throw the Dice in Geelong. I don't know. It's going to be different store to store. Maybe some people are managing it differently but as far as I know most if not all of them have had to just like close that area of their shop and just become retailers come in purchase something and leave because we don't want you here spreading your diseases um so even bigger than that things like Adepticon which has been running for 18 years now and a lot of smaller tournaments that were pre-organized have had to cancel um shame sadness sadness and shame um the mini wargaming bunker, I saw they did a YouTube video. If you're familiar with mini wargaming, you might have watched a lot of their battle reports and stuff. Even they've had to, like, close shop, you know. that I saw them packing up their armies and taking them. I didn't physically see this because I don't live where they live in the land of wherever that is, Canada. Um, but I watched their YouTube video, and it looks like they're packing stuff up and getting ready to take it home. And they're still going to do battle reports and stuff, but, you know, it's... Just had such a massive, like, knock-on effect. Um, However, there's some positives. People are hobbying like crazy. I've been seeing posts on, like, all the local Facebook pages of, day three of quarantine, look at all the stuff I did. I'm still working, um, but, gosh, I'm jealous. I'd love the option to work to be taken away from me. That's horrible, actually. There's people that lost their jobs. It's a really insensitive thing to say. (laughs) Um, So that's a lie. Um... I can can I half joke about that? Maybe because my, my it's okay. My my wife has kind of half lost her job, so we're in it. Yeah, we're in it. It's great that you've still got your job. Yeah. But like everyone can sympathize that it must be awesome to sit at home and be able to just smash out a bunch of hobbies. Totally, totally. I think so. Thank you, Voice of Reason, from beyond the beyond the curtain. That's why I'm here. That's why I thought you were the sound guy. Oh. I killed him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, dude, whatever. Just just hit the big red button. I'll do the rest. Yeah. Um, so, yes, the, both horrible and good, I suppose. But people are hobbing like crazy. That's great. Backlogs are getting done, which is unheard of. If you're new to 40K, you won't really understand what I'm talking about, but plastic crack is real, and it comes in the form of Games Workshop products. And you will buy a lot of them. I'm talking to future you. You will buy a lot of them and you will not build and paint all of them. You will have what's called a, for some it's a pile of shame. For some it's a box of shame. For some it's a closet of shame and for others it's a basement of shame. I don't know what level you will get to, future you listener, uh, but you will have one of those. And it's good to see people getting through those backlogs because it's also forcing us not to buy stuff because A, we've lost jobs and can't afford it, or B, uh, the stock's just not there. I've tried to buy a few Plague Marines and stuff this week, and uh, can can a brother get some hands on some Plague Marines? No. I thought Papa Nurgle would bless me 
in more than one way, but uh, apparently not. He was just happy to give me coronavirus. I don't have coronavirus for legal reasons. I need to tell you and make that very clear. Jack, I don't have coronavirus. That I, well that I know of. That I know of. Right, right. Um, yeah. And the same to you. I don't have coronavirus. That I know of. Excellent. Well, good. And that's recorded, so good. Um, Both have gone into... <laughs> local <laughs> local unemployed people <laughs> claim that they do a podcast that people listen to but unfortunately they don't and they have coronavirus does it impact anyone no not really but thought you guys should know um so a positive spin is that obviously because more people have been buying stuff that's evident from like me not getting in fact there was one store that I went on online that had four Plague Marines. And I was like, I'll come back to that because I'll check out all my local gaming stores first. Make sure, you know, if I can get one from here and one from there and help help the brothers out. Uh, they didn't. And by the time I went back to that first store, they only had one box left. So stuff's selling, which is great for these gaming stores because they have had huge spikes in Games Workshop sales. In fact, probably sales in general because no one knows when they're going to be given the axe and said shut your doors for good retailers done you're done it's total lockdown so people are almost hoarding which is helping their sales and hopefully that helps them get through anyway um the benefit also is that there's probably more time for one-on-one games i don't really know what that's going to look like because me and shane did one this week but it was sort of before all the crazy like i think i don't know if they've extended the social distancing or whatever so we sort of stood on the opposite side of the tables when we played our games and we had our own dice and we touched our own models and we are pretty conscious of it. Um, but I don't know what it's going to look like moving forward if it's just a flat out like, hey, if you don't have to, I would argue that I have to play games because like I'll go crazy if I don't. But I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, but maybe there'll be time for more games of 40K. If not, I'll talk a little bit later about how you can do 40K online. Um, But it made me think about 40K as a hobby and, like, probably one of the few hobbies that would, like, survive the apocalypse. Because if you think about it, you know, if there was a zombie apocalypse or apocalypse of any kind, the one that didn't completely wipe us out, you know, I would assume internet, electricity. I'm just using The Walking Dead as a reference because that's my only reference point. I've never lived through one. Surprise. Um, But, you know, what would you have? I mean, eventually, yeah, maybe paints would dry out and stuff and you'd have to, like, I don't know, make your own. But at the very least, you could always have the models that you own. And you could and dice, they don't, like, decay over time unless you get those real crappy, like, Nurgle ones that are made of plastic. Maybe they'd melt in the sun or something. But apart from... I get, actually, all dice are made of plastic. Scratch that. You'll be so fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could, though, in the apocalypse, in theory. Um, you would be resourceful, but at the very least, like we'd still be able to play. If it happened tomorrow, we could still play 8th edition 40K, you know? So, I mean, it's good to be involved in a hobby that is like that. I think also, from what I've seen, more people are getting into the hobby through this perilous time. For example, my brother had a Tau army for sale because he's, you know, just consolidating his forces a little bit. It has sat on the Australian buy sell swap page for like a month because Stewie's like, I want to sell it for five hundred bucks. It's worth like seventeen hundred retail. 
I think that's a good deal and I don't really care when it gets sold. I know when someone comes along, they'll pay that money for it. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's just throw it up and we'll see what happens. Um, That's probably like two months ago. And someone hit me up the other day and was like, yeah, sweet, dude, I'll take it. I'm going to give it to my brother so we can like play some Warhammer over this time, you know, with quarantine and whatnot. I was like, sweet. I can imagine that like board games and tabletop games with your family and stuff, I think it'll get a bit more play, more people will discover it. I'm hoping anyways, as an optimistic person and someone that wants to see more people play my hobbies, then that's cool. That's a, that's a positive glass half full for you. Um, so that's all good. Not all good. The last things that I referenced on a positive note, those things are good. Uh, my love for 40K, though, has been returned in a big way recently, in fact, because at the start of this year, I was actually a bit more into Age of Sigma, um, but that was because the Age of Sigma community locally is phenomenal. It's like all the blokes um, are just top dudes. Uh, They've got great support. They've got like a Facebook page, a Discord. Um, They've got like a set night that they go into our local Garth and play Sigma there. So much to the point where like, we had that tournament a while ago called the Summer Smash by Throw the Dice and people were willing to just like lend me armies, people that I barely knew, never met them before, just through Facebook chat. They'd be like, hey man, you can borrow one of my armies and play, you know. Um, There's no better way to learn than just like throw yourself into a tournament. And I was like, that sounds like a terrible way to learn. Um, But I talked to a guy there who's one of the better players in Australia. I think he came sixth at CanCon, which is the biggest Age of Sigma tournament in the world. Um, and he said that's how he learned, like just jumping into it. Anyway, like I met a heap of cool dudes. Um, the Age of Sigma scene was just so cool to me. All the people were cool, had constant events, a lot of support. I was like, I guess I'll play Age of Sigma because I just realized without Shane talking opposite me, I don't actually have time to like drink a beer. And it's... And it's, you can hardly breathe. And I can hardly breathe. <sighs> No, I'm okay. Let me just drink this beer. Uh, Talk amongst yourself, hobby homies. I'm just going to skull this to make up for lost time. One (laughs) one moment. Elevator music, please, Jack. Straight into my asshole. That's beautiful, dude. Keep going, hang on. No, 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 don't end there. No, no, prolong the sax. You would think I just necked a whole beer because of how long that took me, but it was like a quarter. (laughs) It was just a quarter. (laughs) Wow. And he's back. Okay, all right. Um... So, what was that? Yeah, so Age of Sigma, sick, sick game, sick lads. Um, 40K is my, the love of my life. That's what I got into mini wargaming for. I love the armies. I love sci-fi more than I love fantasy. Um, yes, I do. I love Star Wars more than I love Lord of the Rings. I just love sci-fi. So, however, the local scene drew me in a different direction. So I have 
I do like I like no I do love Age of Sigma and there's elements of it that I enjoy a lot but I was mostly playing that for the community so much so that I actually went to a tournament that we covered a little bit very loosely called the Summer Smash and oh man I loved it loved every moment of it that I was there um towards the end of the first day a bloke rocked up uh, which was uncommon because it was mostly players I was sort of the only spectator Maybe a few like partners came in throughout the throughout the day and was like, "Hey, what's up?" And then they would leave. But I was like there all day. And this bloke rocked up and he was just having a look. And I was like, "Oh, hey, dude, what's up? What are you like? What army? What age of sigma do you play? Why didn't you enter this competition? I mean, you're obviously here, so you could have played. Are you like me and you're a bit of a pussy and you don't you don't want to play like other players or what? What's the go?" And he was like, "Oh, actually, uh, this this isn't uh, his words exactly. I'm paraphrasing because it was a while ago." But he was just basically there to suss it out. He was more of a 40K player. And he was thinking of ways he could, like, improve the 40K scene. And obviously, like, my ears perked up because I'm like, well, I love 40K, but I love this Age of Sigma scene. So if you could do a 40K scene like this Age of Sigma scene, then sick. That'd be amazing. Um, And so I think I added him on Facebook then and there and didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, see you later, dude. Um... Fast forward to like now, and the crazy bastard actually did it. So he started this thing called the Geelong 40K League, um, which it's still in the works, but the foundations have been laid. So the 40K, the Geelong 40K League is basically almost like a year-round, I guess, ladder-type league. So the basic premise is we've got about 20-ish players in it now, and we've, he's split it into two pools, so 10 in one and currently actually 11 in the other. Um, but they might go up or down, who knows. Um, and the idea is that between now and I guess what's called playoffs or the knockout rounds, you basically play as many games as you can, you play against people within your pool, and you play against them all once. So the, the onus is on you to sort of organize your own games. If you want lots of points and you want to get to the top of the ladder, you will have to organize playing against people that you don't know, which is very cool. Um, Shane and I are both in it, um, and that's why we did our little practice match this week. And it's it's very cool. It's taken a bit of a hit because of COVID and, you know, people. some people are actually quarantined and uh, need to be in self-isolation because they went on trips or whatever. Um, however, there's 10 people in my pool which means I've got to play nine opponents. And knockouts aren't until like September or like late August, early September. So, you know, if I play one or two people a week, I would have played all my games. And at this stage, it's not looking like everyone's going to play all their games. So if you have that as a goal, I think if you played all your games in this league at this time, you'd be in with a good chance of like getting a top spot, even if you like lost them all because people aren't able to play a lot of games right now. But this is sort of like the trial element of it. I think the goal is next year. I mean, David seems super open, the organizer, seems super open to like seeing where the format goes based on player feedback. Um, But it seems very cool. Like I think he's going to split it into multiple, like even maybe three or four pools. And everyone pays 10 bucks for the whole season, which is just insane. Like that's so cheap. 10 bucks to play 10 games 
all organized by him. And it's not like he's getting paid, despite all the hours he's put into doing rosters and whatnot. Um, so, like, the winners of each pool will get a little bit of that money. And also, when the knockout rounds come, it's not like if you placed a low in the ladder, you are not... Everyone can play in the knockout round. So, the regular season is just for the money and for bragging rights. And then knockouts is like, it's go time, you know? You can, anyone can win, even if you placed last. So if you're a player that's like me and you're quite new to the game, it might take you the, might take you like five to eight games to sort of like figure out how your army plays and all the rules and all that stuff. But then come knockout time, you might be a way better player than what's represented on your score. So you still have an opportunity to like place well, which is very cool. But again, like there's so many different ways he can take it. And we've, we've talked... Me and Dave have talked about a few different like formats, and I think all the ideas he have he has are, are just sick. So it will just be cool to like use this year as a trial run for it. Do the knockouts in September, take a break over like the end of the year where it gets busier, and then start up again with a, I guess a proper experienced take of the league, using all the ideas and knowledge he's learned from this one. Um, so it's very cool. It's great because you're playing against people you don't know. So it's helping the scene. Hopefully one day in the distant future when COVID is not a thing, we can organize like big days where maybe the knockouts can be done at a venue and make a day of it. Stuff like that. It's just got so much room. Um, there's a Facebook page called Geelong 40K League 2020. If you're interested, like if you're local and you're listening to this and you're like, I could get around that, you just have to either be local, like live in Geelong, or if you're a little bit out of Geelong, be willing to travel into Geelong to play all your games. Because if you're not, you know, in the local vicinity, then don't join the league unless you're willing to be able to travel and to all the players that are local, you know. Don't make 10 people travel to you just because you want to play. Does that make sense? I don't know. Hit up, jump on the Facebook page, hit up David. He's the organizer and creator of the group, so you'll see him there. Um, I think his last name is Gavavavava. I don't want to dox him, so I won't say his actual name, and I can't remember how to say it. So it's a good, it's a good balance, I think. Um, hit him up on the Facebook thing and just be like, hey, I'm interested. Can I get in on this? And odds are he'll say yes, but I, I don't know. It'll depend on a bunch of different things. So... It would be sick to have you in. Um, something else I was going to say on that. Ah, oh, it's good because because of the two pools, which I think eventually will become two different divisions or maybe three divisions or whatever, they'll separate the people that want to be pretty competitive and the people like me that are like super new or more casual and just like want to have fun. Uh, I guess it's all for people that want to have fun because it's strictly like no curb stomping lists allowed. You know, if it's meta and it's like being played at tournaments, we don't want to see that in this comp. So don't bring it. This is for people that maybe they are competitive players, but they want to bring like a gimmick or a fun fluffy list or maybe they they have some cool mechanic that they've discovered and want to test out and see how far they can push that. It's not for curb stomping. It's not for practicing the list that you imagine you'll take to LVO. So that's probably the only players it doesn't. Uh, cater to uh, those people that just want to smash face with 
net lists and curb stompers. Um, basically, the people you play against that aren't fun to play against. Uh, I guess you probably don't know if you're that guy, but if you have asked 10 people in the last month to play a game with you and they've all said no and they've played you before, you're probably that guy. So this, this tournament ain't for you. Um, everyone else, though, if you're like, I have never played a proper 40K game start to finish using proper rules and missions and all that stuff, if you're like me, it's perfect because all these people, like all the people in the group chat that we've got going are super friendly. Um, I've hit up a few of them about like tactics for certain armies and they seem super hyped to help out. Jack, question. Yeah, man. Can I please, uh, actually, I'll, I, we can pause. I just want to get yeah. myself a drink. I just want to yeah. get a beverage. Easy, easy peasy. We will pause right now it- and we'll be back in like. We'll be, be instantaneous. We'll be right back. We'll see you soon. I'll be homie. And we're right back. So, <laughs> hang on. I grabbed my beverage. Then the plan was to crack it now. But <laughs> I'm so weak that this twist top is just not working for me. Hang on. I'm going to have to shirt it. I'm ashamed. I feel, like, I feel like Shane has no issues with it. And we're just bitches. Because oh. I always shirt it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Shane's got those man hands, dude. <laughs> The dude, like, snaps um, manholes in half. And also, as part of his job, he works with sewage. No, he doesn't anymore. No, no, no. He's a supervisor. You'd think he would have those soft, moisturized hands with the supervisor uh, role. But no, no. He's got those man hands. Don't know why. Um, you know why it is? Because he plays Necrons. He's dealing with metal all the time. Um, speaking of Necrons, I thought it would be cool to do, maybe you're a local listener, maybe you're in the 40k league, or maybe you are somewhere in a far off distant land and you've somehow discovered, in fact, we have one loyal listener in Sweden and I don't know why, to be honest, but look, it could, it could well be a, uh, a VPN, but if you're actually from Sweden, um, I mean, why are you here? And thank you. However, I thought it would be cool to, in our 40K league, I've got sort of like a breakdown of what lists people, not what lists, I can't go through everyone's lists, although I do have those, um, what factions people are playing. So I thought I'd do a bit of a breakdown so people can get an idea of what's going on in our, not, I wouldn't say Geelong meta, because this isn't a representation of all of Geelong 40K, but, you know, there's got a lot of players. And these are regular players, and these are their lists. No? Factions. So, in order of, like, most to least, we have four Astra Militarum lists. And what I wanted to do was, like, a full breakdown and go... It's got four Astra Militarum lists. Um, most of them are running, like, just your standard... I think Mortar got nerfed, actually, so it's probably not, like, three heavy weapons teams of Mortar times three anymore. I don't know. Um, so I wanted to do a little bit of a list breakdown. However, because it's it's early days in the 40K League, not everyone's put in their lists and put in their factions. In fact, I know I've, I've said which three factions I'm playing, but I've only submitted one of my lists. So a lot of people are in the same boat where they're still like fine-tuning everything they want to bring. Something that I should also mention is it's very cool in that you can play up to three different factions, 
which is great. means you're not locked into one army for the whole league. Um, so you can play any of those three, but you also play with 1,500 points, but you can submit 2,000 points worth of models. And then when you play a game, you basically pick 1,500 points of those 2,000 points. So you sort of have that 500 in reserves that you can like swap in and out. Maybe you, if you know you're playing like a horde army, you can like swap out maybe like one of your elite units with a few attacks for a squad of like flamers so that you can get some bulk horde damage um, and deal with hordes and stuff like that, you know. Um, obviously, you don't always know what list you're playing ahead of time. I don't really know if you have to declare what list you play before you play your opponent, how that works. But it's just cool that... And it's great for me too because I only have currently 1,300 points of Space Wolves. Um, I had to proxy some stuff in to play with Shane the other day. But I decl- I know which models I want to buy next. So I submit, I'm going to submit my list of 2,000 points, almost forecasting what I'm going to purchase. So it's cool because you don't actually have to have a full list yet unless you want to, you know, play your first game, which I would recommend doing. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. It, it gives you a lot of freedom. It also, you know, proxies are sort of allowed. It's up to you and your opponent, um, which is great. Forge World's allowed as well. So it just seems like a nice, cool, casual lead. Anyway, here are the factions. We've got four Astra Militarum, uh, three Necrons, which was surprising. When Shane said he was playing Necrons, I assumed he was going it alone. Because let's be honest, the Necrons. Um, and unless you're running three, I forget what it's called, like triple Doomsday Arcs and triple Doom Scythes, I think it is, the big six, which people aren't running because you're not allowed to do those competitive curb stomping lists. So it's, it's really cool to see like three Necron players. Um, I wonder if that's because people just have these massive Necron armies sleeping below their bed. I don't know. Um, we've got three Chaos Armies. Uh, we've got three Death Guard. So that's funny because Death Guard is very low tier. Um, and Necrons are not great either. So that's cool to see them being sort of like up there with the top four most played. So it just goes to show that when you remove the competitive like tournament, I don't know, stigma on it, People can it frees people up to play like what they actually want to play, so that's cool. Um, we got two space wolves. Oh, sorry, we've got three tyranids as well. Um, two space wolves, two gene stealer cults, uh, and then the rest are like singles. So we also got Tau, Drakari, Black Templars, uh, Craftsworlds, Scions, which is great. That's sick. Um, I hope it's. I'll check out the list because I'm guessing if they said they're playing Scions, that means they're playing um, only Militarum Tempestus, which is awesome because Torox Primes are like my favorite model in the game. If I could just have an army of trucks, I know I can. It's actually kind of expensive though. Trust me, I've done the maths. Um, and I've like built, I've built this list, I reckon, 10 different times in Battlescribe, which is a list building app um, where I've just got like, one Torox for every unit, and I'm making every unit as cheap as possible so I can take as many t- trucks. They're basically trucks, Jack, and they're in 40K. I just think that's so cool to have these trucks cool. just, like, mowing people down in a world with laser beams, you know? 
Just, I don't know. It's like Tonka trucks, man. Exactly. I hope so. I hope it's like that. Anyway, um, there's a sisters slash. Oh, there's a lot of them uh, that are. I can't remember which ones. They're also knights lists, but I don't really ever like count the knights because I don't know. I assume the bulk of their list is the other faction, but I could be wrong. So there's a sisters slash knights list, blood angels, custodes, and oh, death watch. That's sick. So a huge, what is that? Let me count this up. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 different factions. Um, I mean, there's 20 people. Some of them haven't submitted their factions. Some of them had submitted all three. But 16 different factions is very sick. That's um, very cool, especially for such a, like, for 20 players having that many different already. Yeah. Some people haven't even submitted their list. Yeah, there's... There's like uh, I think five or six people that haven't submitted any lists, and then like another six that have only submitted one. So the variety is cool. It, it's going to mean like you're you're playing against a heap of different stuff, and I would imagine like if I'm a I've got three lists submitted. If I'm playing against someone with Death Guard, I'm probably not going to bring my Death Guard list because like that's not fun. You know, although that we're probably going to run two completely different lists, I think it would be. I think a lot of people would try and bring a list different to their opponent, which just means, yeah, over the nine games that you play, you're going to have a heap of different um, a opponents because you're never playing the same person twice, and b playing against factions, different factions. Just seems sick. It's just a cool league. I'm hoping big things for it. I'm hoping like next year maybe it blows out to like. 30 players or maybe towards the end of the year it gets up to like 35 40 that would be insane you know could you imagine like four different divisions with 10 people in each um maybe they're like div one div two div three div four and like top two of one division go up to the next one at the end of the season and bottom two of one get relegated and you've got this constant year-long battle of people trying to like work their way up to the creme de la creme of div one um but you also win things within your divisions at the end of the season, like you have your knockout rounds and you could be the Div 4 champ. It's just cool. And it's cool that you'll play against, eventually when it works itself into divisions, you'll play against like-minded people. New players will play against new people or more casual people that don't play very often. Um, super competitive people running cool lists who, who want to win and want to try their cool gimmicks, but obviously, you know, we're not netlisting. They'll all play against each other in Div 1 and 2. It'll just be sick, I think. Just like a... It's it's what, like, competitive esports do, um, where they have, like, a split or a season in each season. So, like, winter, summer, fall, spring. They all play each other, and then it kind of, like, you get results at the end of that season, and it counts for something overall but then at the next season it's all reset you know so you get an opportunity to like build on what you did in season one yeah it's just cool i think it's gonna be real cool and here at hobby homies once a month we're actually going to dedicate a whole episode to the 40k league where we'll talk about the ladder who's moving up who's bringing this really cool list all that kind of stuff we can't do it so much today because only like is that seven people eight nine Nine people have played games of the 21. And of those nine people, eight of them have only played one game. So, you know, it's not really like 
an accurate representation of A, what people are bringing, um, B, the overall, you know, meta and everything. So by the t- this time next month, hopefully, a few more games will have been played. We can see a few more lists come through. We can do a few more battle reports and stuff. So that'll be sick. Um, I thought I would do our top 10, though. I'll give you, I'll give you a live ladder update. So, unfortunately, like, obviously, um, a lot of these will be uh, a draw because only, you know, only one game has been played. But they've also achieved points through their missions in-game, which is sort of like the tiebreaker. So, at this stage, we've got Gavin on top. He's played one game. He has one win. He has 32 points. In second place, but I guess equal first, is Lachlan who has also played one game, also has one win on 32 points. Then we have in, I guess, in on the ladder it's third place, but I guess it's tied second. How does it, I don't know how all that stuff works. My brain is small and these numbers are big. So George is in third place on two games played, one win, one loss, 22 points. Um, first of all, shout out to George. You've played two games. In my mind, you are the winner. Um, but you know, according to numbers, you're not. So, uh, number four is Adam on one game, one win, 21 points. So he's only one game behind George. Get it. Get in there, Adam, play another game, get some points, skyrocket yourself. You'll be first. Um, Luke, one game played one win, 13 points. Uh, and then now we have all the losers. Now, I don't want to call you losers because you guys have actually played a game. I think everyone else who has zero games played are the losers, and that includes myself. So I am what my father always said I was, a loser. Um, So Sean, Dave, Tom, Nathan, in that order, all have one games played and all have one loss apiece. And they are, oh, Struth, who's this? Sean. He has 23 points, but he lost. Bruh. Not bad. That's unlucky, homie. That is unlucky. You get the patented Hobby Homies sympathy clap. Good job. <laughs> That's enough out of you, Jack. <laughs> uh, I don't want to have to pay you any more money. <laughs> That's sep- that, c- <laughs> that cost me $7. <laughs> You are wa- this one's free! You're, you're welcome, Sean. <laughs> um, Dave had 15 points. Tom had 13. Nathan had 11. Which is 11 more points than literally everyone below him who has not played a game. Which is you. Which Oh, yeah. Again, that's me. <laughs> that's Shane. We should call him Shame at this point because it's a shame he hasn't played a game. Although... It's a shame Shane hasn't played a game. Yeah. What a what a beautiful haiku. That's not a haiku. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, sorry, I got distracted because I'm on my phone. I might just uh, I might just post something in Hobby Homies uh, Facebook page. Hobby Homies Facebook page. Just gonna jump on the Facebook page of Hobby Homies and post something. Um, no, I'm not. That's gonna take too long. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited. It's reignited my love for 40k. If you could go back in time and look at uh, a young ignorant fox and, and see what he looked like before any wind of this 40k league existed, 
you would see a beaten man with but a humble army of unbuilt Tyranids and unbuilt Space Wolves. Actually, I think I'd built 10 Intercessors at the start of the year. You flash forward to now, and most of my Nids are built, except for like two Warriors and two Carnifex, which is about 120th of my army in points. I know, disgusting. I'm sorry. And all my Space Wolves are currently built, apart from some conversions I'm working on, but enough to like field an army with some proxies that hopefully will be finished by the end of by Monday. So, and I've also purchased a Death Guard army, um, which I'll have to build and whatnot. But that's sort of like I've I've put it down as one of the factions I'll play this year in case somehow I magically get to it because of you know COVID. Um, but otherwise, that will be an army I focus mostly on next year. Um, but yeah, looking at my armies then to now over this two month span. It's bl- maybe less. It's black and white, to be honest. Um, I don't know which color is which, but I've gone from a bunch of unbuilt models to having a few armies I can play and actually playing a game, which I'll talk about now. I'll give you a little bit of a, I guess, a battle report. So Shane and myself have been into hobby for a while, um, and we have played some, like, we mostly played 7th edition uh we played a lot of 8th edition early on, back when everything was indexes. And we've cycled around a few different armies and, you know, Kill Team came out, which was great for us um, because Shane moved away. And we didn't have a lot of time. So when we caught up, Kill Team was perfect because it was like smaller games. And then Star Wars Legion came out and we got sucked into Age of Sigma and we even did a bit of Flames of War. So proper full-size 40K games sort of took a back seat. And speaking of back seats, I will do something that's legal in New South Wales if you're in the back seat, and that's drink my beer. Try new Lambert snipping salts today. Yes. And he's back. And I'm back. Um, I don't know if that's true. I think I saw that on like one of those drink driving shows where they like pull people over and it's like, are they over? Find out next week. And you're like, damn it, is Doug over or not? I need to know. He has to get home for his pizza. Um, but I think like they pulled over a bunch of people that had like open drinks and they were just like drinking in front of the cops. And I was like, oh my gosh. What are they, the, the mad lads? What are they doing? But it's legal there. And I hope that was New South Wales. Otherwise, there's some New South Walians listening to this podcast and going, oh, Struth, can I? And then they're going to get pulled over. So just send us the bill. Um, yes. Gosh. I've lost my trail of thought. Yeah, so we've played a, we played a 40K game, a practice match, me and Shane. He played his Necrons that he's had since 7th edition. It was his first army. And I played Space Wolves, which I've made Space Foxes because I like foxes. I think it's because my last name is Fox. But, I mean, I just think they're cool animals. I think so, right? I think so. I want to get – my wife has a tattoo of a fox. Um, I guess that's the equivalent of, like, getting someone's name tattooed on you. But it's a little bit more indirect. So if we ever get divorced, I mean, I'm I'm stuffed. I have nothing. But she has a cool tattoo. So (laughs) – 
I don't think that'll happen um, unless she finds out I do a Warhammer podcast, but, you know, <laughs> we'll keep that from her. <laughs> um, so, and we played ITC rules, which is a whole different ball game to us. Like, I printed out this mission pack, and it was actually, like, multiple pages, Jack. Can you imagine? It was multiple pages, and, like, I had to flick through the rules, and as I, like, familiarized my... I, I read the rules, I watched two YouTube videos on, like, what ITC games are, and then I read the rules again. Then I asked David, um, the tournament organizer, I guess that's what you would call him, the organizer of the 40K League, a few questions about it, and he hit me back instantly. I mean, he's just an all-round top bloke, to be honest. Dave, you've done so much work for this comp. Just wanted to thank you. Um, I think we all do because this wouldn't exist without you. And it's just got so much potential and you're doing a good job. So if you're listening, you're a legend. If you're not, I mean, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. You're still a legend. legend. Um, Yeah. So, and by the time I did all that, the format of ITC, uh, which stands for International Tournament Circuit, it's a format that's made by an independent company called Frontline Gaming who did it because Games Workshop doesn't support their own game in a tournament setting. I don't know if that's, you know, for legal reasons or just because it's too much of a hassle, you know. If people pay for something and expect you to support it outside of just the actual model, I mean, I obviously do support it because you give it rules, but competitive where people win money and prizes, it's a bit different, I think. So anyways... Whole nother ball game, and I think they just went. If we have to keep everyone happy, we're always going to lose. So let's just print rules, print models. They can do whatever they want. And Frontline Gaming said, "Well, we'll do whatever we want." And in fact, I think Games Workshop started bringing out some rules now for competitive play that's very similar to what ITC rules are. So that's interesting. Anyways, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. Um. So the ITC rules are pretty cool because you can you pick basically how you want to score points. So maybe you want to kill vehicles, and that's how you want to score points. This is a very like basic rundown. I won't go into the people that have played it know it, people that don't. Me explaining it now will just ruin it for you. Um, but you basically have three different secondary missions that you choose from a list, and that's how you score points. So... For example, I picked in my game with Shane, he had three vehicles with a lot of wounds. So I picked a mission that was based on doing wounds to vehicles because I felt like I had the right units to be able to just go in there and carve up his vehicles. So that that was a good one. I also picked one that was like, have at least one unit in every quarter of the board. Now I had a lot of units that could deep strike in, which meant I didn't have to set them up on the field I could bring them in anywhere with certain limitations. So I thought, that's cool, because I could deep strike them in such a way that they're in every quarter of the board. And the way we set up deployment, it was kind of like diagonally, so you almost had access to three quarters straight away. So I thought, I mean, that's just smart. Right, Jack? I mean, that's just smart. That's very smart. Yeah. So I thought that one was cool, and then my last one sounded cool. Oh, that's fine, dude. (laughs) Oh, can you send it to me? Uh, I don't think I have it on Snapchat. Um, gosh. Don't judge me. I don't know what my Snapchat is now, actually. I used to have one called Chief Big Fox, but... Wait, it, maybe I've got that 
Uh, that's, hang on. You guys can add me on Snapchat. It is Gosu Fox. You can find me. It's Gosu Fox. G O S U F O X. Add me, Jack. Send me the snap. I will. Unless it's something like hanging out with this loser doing a stupid podcast. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> uh, send, send it. I haven't seen you in so long. Send it, anyways. <laughs> um, dah, dude, what was I saying? I don't know. Oh, the rules. And the third rule I picked was called the postman, which was like you pick a unit and then it gets a victory point every time it goes to an objective I control. I thought, and I, at the time I was playing Space Wolves and I had a single cyber wolf as his own unit. And I thought, I'm making that dude my postman and he's just going to run between points. Um, so, look, spoiler alert, we only managed to play two rounds because A, we hadn't played 40K in like a year, and B, we'd never played ITC. And three, which comes after B, we had like added, like we've never played with Warlord traits, relics, um, proper stratagems. You know, we used to use our CP just for rerolls because we're like, ah, hey, we'll learn stratagems later and psychic powers. And so for me and Shane, there was like so much time spent. I'd basically be like, you know, it's like when you first play 40K where you're like, I move this unit. Hang on, let me check. Five inches. Um, I'm going to advance. Let me just check if he's got any, like, rules for advancing. Nah, okay, cool. I roll my two dice. Uh, I was only supposed to roll one. Hang on, let me re-roll that. It's a four. So that means he can go nine inches. Ah, oh, where do I want to go? You know, so it was, like, a lot of that. Um, so we only got through two full rounds. But I loved it, man. I thought... Early on when I played 40K and we played with just like missions from the rule book, like the big rule book that, you know, first came out, I was like, man, I feel like units that are like Death Guard, for example, that are slow are just like at an automatic disadvantage to something of equal points that can put out similar firepower that can move like 10 inches or 12 inches, you know. And like still it's kind of true, but at least with ITC you can sort of pick missions around how slow you are, you know, you can sort of sit there camped in or yeah, I don't know. It just felt like I could customize. The cool thing was you didn't, you don't pick your missions until after the armies are deployed. So you actually get to see what you're up against and the way that your opponent set up and then you can pick your missions, which I think is just sick. Anyway. So yeah, long story short, we played our first game. Um, I, my Wolfen, I've got two, there are three units of Wolfen. One of basically just all hammers and shields. Two with all hammers and shields. And then the third one's a big 10-man unit of all Frost Claws. In hindsight, obviously, it's probably better to like um, put a couple of the hammers and shields in the big 10-man squad. I mean, that's just a 40k tactics thing, I guess, because like at least that way when they shoot at me, for all of you that know Wolfen... They're kind of like, well, they were kind of like the only good unit in the Space Wolves Codex. Now with Psychic Awakening, there's some other stuff that started to come up, I guess. Um, so, I mean, that's cool for Space Wolves and cool for me because I've had Space Wolves for a while and they've just been people like, eh, I wouldn't bother. Um, so, yeah, anyway, long story short, like these are just our amateur list. But it was cool because after we played this game, me and Shane were talking at the end and we're like... Um, yeah, next time I'd probably not run this unit and I'd probably change this unit and put a, put this equipment on and 
you know, we talked about like screening and, you know, we got so much better from just two rounds of one game practice match. And it was, it's a shame that this COVID thing sort of limited a lot of playability. But after that game, I was like, damn, man, I got to play, I got to play more of this 40K. (laughs) I got to get me some 40K. (laughs) So yeah, I had a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to playing. I think I'll play one more practice match with Shane. And then I'm ready to get into it, you know? Then I'm ready to, like, start hitting the boys up in the 40K league and being like, let's do it. Let's hit some games. I know I could play against them now because just from what I've seen, like, the banter amongst them, they're all, like, super chill. So I think they'd be fine to just be like... I, like, to the... I'm so unconfident with how I play that I'd basically go to them and be like, can we just count this as a loss for me? You win, I lose. And now let's just play a practice game where you, like, help me get better. I reckon that some of them seem so cool. They'd just be like, nah, man, let's just, let's do that anyways and see what happens. But I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable doing that because they'd basically help me beat them if I did manage to win. But anyways, it's just a cool thing. Um, I've noticed that just with Age of Sigma, 40K, Legion, just hobby in general. People are just super chill, willing to help out. You hear these rumors of that guy um, and... You know, he's the guy that just, like, wants to win at all costs. His version of fun is just curb-stomping people. And, you know, they get a lot of hate, but I kind of I kind of understand the mentality. Like, they're on this strive to be the best, you know? So, like, they probably put in countless hours, like, trying to critique these lists, and they just want everything to work out the way it did in their six hours that they were up last night thinking about it. Um and they train for this moment and they get to finally play a game. And, and now we're trying to tell them, you know, don't play as hard, you know, don't play the way you want to play. So I think there's a place for those people. And that's at those big tournaments where you win prizes. Um, but in general, I've encountered none of those people, which maybe I'm just lucky. Um, but I have met a lot of 40K, Age of Sigma, Legion players, and everyone just seems like insanely chill. So kudos to you, hobbies. Hobbyists, hobby homies. Jack, elevator music, please. One, two, three, four. Scatter, do to do to scatter, scatter, do to do to scatter. <laughs> and is he back? Oh, yeah, I'm back He's too. Back. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> the beer gave me more confidence than I had any right to have. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know what I thought would be fun to do for this little segment is Shane sitting at home all alone playing with himself and, like, his, his 40K minis, I mean, and painting and probably just dreaming and wishing he was here. So I thought it would be fun to give him a call and ask him about his experience with our battle together. Hopefully he doesn't like BM me too much. Um, But I want to get his side of the battle report, I guess. Um, Now, I apologize for the quality because I'm going to call him. I guess this is like a radio show where we call someone. We don't know if they're going to answer. But this is... I mean, you're not listening to it live, but we're not going to edit this in. This is just me calling Shane, seeing if he picks up, and hopefully it sounds all right. 
Let's give him a call. Let me turn this on speaker. Welcome, caller. You've entered a competition on Hobby Homies. Press one to enter. How, how, how do I hang up from these shit spam phone calls? No, Shane, wait, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to give you just wanted to give you a call. Uh, we're live on Hobby Homies, and oh my. and we I'm so, I'm so honored. and we miss you. I'm uh, just. Uh, I miss. I miss you too. Thanks for thanks for lying for the, the for the sake of our audience. You sound like you miss us. Yeah. What are you doing right now? I am just booting up Halo. Oh. Because <laughs> I I mean I mean I'm painting miniatures. <laughs> Jack's like better at everything I do. <laughs> What'd you say, Shane? <laughs> Can you shut that angel up? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. In post, but not now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll need him to shut him up in post. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, look, Shane, just wanted to dial in quickly and just wanted to know what you thought of our little practice match. I, I've mentioned how uh, what ITC rules I picked and how I found the ITC format and stuff. But how did your Necrons go, man? Tell me about your Necrons. Necrons, they did uh, they did pretty well. So I played Necrons heavy in seventh, mm. um, and then and then when, when eighth dropped, I'd sort of started getting into Space Marines, Blood Angels specifically, um, and yeah, I sort of put the Necrons on the old back burner. Well, I think I played a couple of games, but not many. But, yeah. Um, no, this time I was actually really happy. It was sort of the first time I'd. I'd ever built a proper list, mm. like a you know following detachments and and rules, yeah, you know, those things. Um, so I I used to just grab everything I had and would chuck it on the table, which was a lot. And, and, oh yeah, oh yeah, like <laughs> two and a half thousand points. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually had to yeah make some cuts and, and sort of you know like even balance up between just couple of points here and there and to try and get a list that worked um but yeah pretty happy with it like my my wraiths did really well in melee which was awesome um, yeah and i sort of i learned a couple of things like ghost arcs weren't really worth it and and you know i've made some tweaks from that but overall pretty happy i think i think i'll be going for a, a sort of 50 50 melee shooty necron army yeah i noticed like when we played in seventh edition, it was like the ghost arcs were insane because they were open topped. So they threw out like what ten shots, and then the necrons inside oh, threw out yeah. like twenty. Yeah, yeah. If you were in rapid fire range, you'd get ten shots from the arc, yeah, and then twenty shots from the from the ten warriors inside. So it was just they were just shoot. They were mobile shooting platforms. Yeah, you know, like you wouldn't even bother um, disembarking the troops, you know. And then they obviously got nerfed pretty hard when they lost the open topped rule. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that sort of made them almost. I mean, Necrons are slow, like five inch move, but Ghost Arcs move like 12 or 14 or something. So you can definitely use them to shoot up the board, but you'd want to disembark your troops pretty much straight away. And I wonder. By the end of Aero. No, yeah. you go. Nate. 
No, you hang up no. first. No, oh. no, no. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was also, also part of like the map that we played because we were, you know, it was diagonally and the distance between us was quite close. Yeah, it was only like 24 inches, I think, um, yeah. between deployment zones of No Man's Land. So it was pretty close. If we were playing the um, Hammer and Anvil, I think they call it the, the two shorter sides, mm. you'd need the extra, you'd need the movement. But um, in this sort of particular deployment, didn't, and I felt like I, I wasted a whole unit of warriors in the other ghost arc. Yeah, that was just sitting there. All game. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, like the game so. would have been flipped on its head if they had have like been able to actually use their firepower. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. It would make the, the ghost arc if you could still shoot from in the arc. It'd make it almost like you wouldn't want to go near it because you'd have to face it and then Overwatch. Like, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, no, uh, really, yeah, happy with how the, the Wraiths performed and, and, you know, the few things I've, I've obviously had to learn. Um, but, no, nah, keen for a 50-50 shooting melee list, I think. Yeah, a bit of a hybrid. It was it was surprising because, like, we basically mimicked each other. Like, my Wolfen started on the left side and sort of, like, moved through around the back of your army, carving up your shooty guys, and then your Wraiths yeah, mimicked yep. it on the other side. You know, they came around the back right. and... Um, yeah, yeah. And the comparable, they you know they got three up involves and um, a five up feel no pain. Whereas, do you do you, do the the wraiths don't have um, what's that thing called? Reanimation. Sorry, it makes me shiver every time I hear it. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. Okay, you cool. Can, you can use a stratagem to give it to them for a turn, I think. Yeah. Um, or if there's a if there's a Canoptech spider in a in a bubble, I think can give the give it to them, which I think. Would be even more insane. Yeah, that's uh, true. But you had you, another that three up involve. Oh yeah, yeah, that was brutal. I was, yeah. ha- I was having a tough time getting through that. Um, yeah. There was another. Did you use something that let you advance and charge with Canop Tech stuff? Was there another strategy? Yeah, yeah. So there is. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's a. One, it's only a one CP strategy, and it allows you to um, yeah to advance and then charge. Which is which is insane because they've already got like a ten inch move, yeah, or something. So, and I, I rolled, I rolled pretty good on my advance rolls. I had like a fifteen inch movement, yeah, and then I and mean then to charge, you know, up to twelve inches, like it's just crazy. Yeah, and because there was only twenty four inches behind us, between us, there was like it felt like it was it a turn oh, one yeah. charge? I think it might have been. It was. It yeah. Was, yeah. I think I think it was like an eight inch charge, and I made it. Like, I already got rolled like an eleven or something. So yeah, um, yeah, that's true. That did well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm looking forward to our next one, man. I'll, I'm gonna about to finish up our episode and drink, a, sink a few beers with Jack, and then get out of here. Yeah, dude, wrap it up. Don't yeah. forget, everybody, uh, check out Facebook, check out Churchy on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> get around the competition. Only a couple of days left. Yeah. Yeah. True. April giveaway. Yep. Yep. All right, homie. Love All you. Right. Toodles. All right. See ya. Peace. Peace. Who was that guy? I don't know him. I don't know who that that was. How? No, 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 I won't say it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun playing against his Necrons. Um, I'm very excited. He talked a little bit about. Oh, sorry, Jack. I just like destroyed the microphone. Um, Hopefully that didn't come up. He he talked because. He used to play basically gunline Necrons, um, but he has 
he has some Canaptech wraiths and he has some converted flay ones that he did in like his first few months of hobbying. He was just jumping straight into conversions. And I hope he talks about going to this 50-50 shooty melee list. Ah, uh, man, I hope I hope to see it soon because like his, I just want to see him like with 10 or 20 flayed ones, buffing them up with, um, I think it's Anrika. I don't know. Everything I know about Necrons is through playing against Shane, so... It's very little, but, um, uh, man, it seems cool. They, I, I just like the Necron lore. I like everything about them. I think there's something so cool about, like, these autonomous robots that just, like, are killing everything. But you can also sort of, like, sympathize with them a little. Jack, we talked a little bit about this mm. before the podcast, how it's like GW, with their lore, has sort of managed to make everyone the good guys or the bad guys, depending on, like, how much you like that faction. And Necrons are the same. They're just these robots that are just going through, absolutely killing everyone. But at the same right, they were here first, you know. And when I say here, I don't believe they exist. But if they do, I'm a loyalist, you know. One zero zero one one zero one zero 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 one. I'm part of you guys. Don't come and conquer me. But they basically lay dormant for whatever, 60 million years, whatever. And that when they woke up, everyone had sort of like taken their planets and they're just like, bitch, this is ours. We own this. This is ours. So you can kind of be like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess so. They were just sleeping. They were just having a nap. And then I know how annoying it is to like put a Coke Zero in my fridge and then go have a nap and then wake up and Sarah's drank it. I think it's like my wife. That's like the same thing, I guess. It just fills you with a rage that's just unparalleled to anything else and you just want to end everything. All they want is their Coke Zero back. And you know what? Good for them. Um, I actually have a couple Necrons that I built for a kill team because I think just like... I don't really love their... I like the idea of them. That I think their Necron Warriors and Immortals and everything so cool. But I don't love the actual models. Um, so I converted these Immortals a little bit and gave them like... I used some green stuff for the first time ever and like crafted these capes and made them look like nomads, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, they're very cool to play against. I love it. Every time they blow me off the table, I'm just like, ah, oh, that's cool. Um, so I guess that wasn't a battle report as much as it was just like a general overview of what we did, but it was a good sample. We both fine tuned our list dramatically. Um, since then, I don't really have time to go into like, I guess all the details, like I ran some, um, rune priest and Phobos armor and decided a few things based on how they worked but that's the kind of stuff we'll talk about in future episodes i guess i wasted a bit explaining what the 40k league is and um you know covid and all that but next time when it's just a pure unadulterated 40k league episode i'll be we'll be doing battle reports in depth talk about like exactly what happened turn one turn two what objectives were scored all that kind of stuff as well as our lists, as well as maybe some other games that other people played. Um, it's going to be very cool. We're keen to dedicate at least one episode a month to it um, and pump it up, have our results and everything on the Hobby Homies Facebook page. So that's sick. Uh, quickly before I go, if you are struggling to find people to play with, the, we recently... Me and Shane started exploring Tabletop Simulator for the 40K kind of stuff, and we found it's very well supported. There's actually a 
I might link their Discord in the Hobby Homies Facebook group. There's actually a tabletop simulator. <coughs> it's not COVID. That was just a cough. Um, there's actually a 40K tabletop simulator. It's more of a, a wargaming tabletop simulator Discord. And you can go there and download this massive 14 gig package, which has like all the armies and all the units um, and these awesome maps. And when you load in the maps, it has like little turn orders and things like that and little dice rolling mechanics where you can like drop all the dice into a box and it tells you how many like ones and twos and threes and four and stuff that you get. Um, it just seems like if you're not confident or you, maybe you're, you've got a cold and you don't want to leave the house or in your self-isolation, but you want to play 40K, it's good for that. But it's also good for me. I've just bought a bunch of Death Guard. I don't know how I want to build them. I think I want to like try and do like a melee flavor as well. Um, have the plague marines loaded up with plague knives and flails and cool shit like that. But I don't know what that's going to actually like. You know, it's different when you run it on the table. So tabletop simulator is a good way to like build this list that you don't own yet or you haven't built. See how it goes over a few games, and fine tune it before you glue plastic to plastic. You know. So I'll post the Discord up. There's also a YouTuber called Magikarp Used Fly. Now, I don't want to shout out a YouTuber in case he's got some content on his channel that uh, we don't support as a podcast. Um, but I would go to Magikarp Used Fly, his YouTube channel, and check out the video that he has about 40K on Tabletop Simulator because it basically shows you everything from like sitting here and not knowing anything about it to being able to actually use it for a 40K game. So maybe we'll link that as well. Again, I don't know if we support his channel. I haven't checked all his video, but we definitely think that particular video is beneficial to those, especially during these online times. So I'm going to do it because, yeah, I want to like know how this Death Guard list runs before I glue plastic to plastic. Um I know people are just like, hey, just magnetize it. I don't know, man. I, I struggle to find, like, magnets that can actually, like, hold on an arm so tight that if I just loosely bump it, it doesn't fall off, you know? So when I glue it, I want to glue it. So, yeah. We'll post that on our Facebook page. So jump on there and check all that stuff out. If you need any help running Tabletop Simulator, I've got it all set up and I've done it myself. So shoot Hobby Homies a message and I'll help you out. I'll give you like little step-by-steps. As long as you've already tried to use the video, I'm happy to do that. So yeah, this is our first and hopefully only solo episode. Hopefully next week we'll like configure the room in such a way that Shane is back and able to be here um, so that we can like, so that I'm not just talking into a mic and talking to Jack, which let's be honest, no one wants to do. So oh yeah, you're the sound guy. The thing I put in the mic, you can hear. So just making sure you're listening, dude. I don't really think that. I do. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully the sound of my voice hasn't irritated you to the point where you want to come to this site office and burn us down, which is why I haven't released our address. Our address? It's not my address. You live here, Jack. I don't live here. It just feels like it sometimes. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I don't know what next week's episode will be. Uh, i got to remember our order. I think it's board games, but don't lock me in. But this time next month will be another 40K League episode, which hopefully 
you know, by four weeks from now, people will have played a few games. Me and Shane will have played another practice match and hopefully our first official game. So there'll be a big battle report on that. Um, Next episode, we'll also announce our winner for the April giveaway and also announce what the prize is for what month is after April, Jack? Sure, if you say, it may be um, our May giveaway, which we think is, we're doing some things, but we think it's going to be a doozy. So tune in next week to get all the goss on that. If you are the winner of the first, the April giveaway, which is drawn on the 1st of April, that's why it's called that, um, you'll know as soon as it's drawn. We'll hit you up in a, if you came through Discord, we'll hit you up through Discord. And if you came through Facebook, we'll hit you up through Facebook. So that's it from me, friends. Hope, you know, stay safe, uh, respect social distancing, uh, do more hobby, and let's, let's just see what happens, you know? Who knows? Maybe this time next week. Uh, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Love you all. Stay safe. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>